For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. What's going on, Tom Ferry Show viewers? My name is Jason Pantana. I'm a business coach and national speaker with Tom Ferry, and I'm pumped to be back on the show talking today about how to be Google ready in 2021 in your business. Specifically, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six different points I wanna roll through with you, so I'm gonna kinda cut to the chase, and let's dig in. Point number one, control the first impression. So in other words, like we know that in this business, what are people gonna do? They meet you, whether online or offline, and because of the state of what's been going on in 2020, I expect fully that we're gonna continue with more of an emphasis on digital marketing, being digitally findable, right? But even before everything that's been happening this year, people still Google you. It's just what they do. They wanna figure out what are other people saying about you? What are their websites and links? How can I learn about this person? Because I've got the choices right in front of me to make sure I find the best agent, the best provider, the best whatever I'm looking for, they're gonna Google you. That's not a shock, you know it, I know it, they're gonna Google you. But here's the deal, are you controlling the very first impression? What's the first impression? The first impression is the ad that appears at the tippy top of Google. You should be buying keywords using your name. So my name's Jason Pantana, do the search, by the keywords. Tom Ferry, do the search, by the keywords. I think about awesome rock star coaching clients in our ecosystem who are controlling the first impression because they go into Google, ads.google.com, ads.google.com. They create ad campaigns using keywords. So in other words, that's how Google search works generally. Somebody does a keyword search that you can actually do other, this is a total tangent. You can do like geo-targeted, ads and different types of audiences, but I'm talking about keyword-driven ads. In other words, somebody types your name and then bam, the first result is a link to either your website, a homepage, an about page, or maybe, maybe you've got a landing page where it really goes into detail about what they, a buyer, a seller, uh, somebody who's looking to make a referral, what they need to know to have confidence that you're the agent of choice. Number one is control the first impression. Number two, uh, is how to start over-indexing using Google My Business. So if you've ever done a search, uh, like your name, comma, a location, and I'm talking like desktop for Google right now, on the right-hand sidebar, there's usually this thing called Google My Business, which is basically a business listing that's provided by Google. Bing has one too, it's called Bing Places, but come on. We're talking about Google right now. And it's got like some photos. You can have photos or other people like customers or anybody can add photos that they say are claimed by that business. It's got hours of operation, phone number, links, reviews, and all sorts of details. It's time for you to over-index on Google My Business. Specifically got a few things. Number one, really step up the photos game. Uh, you need to be adding your headshots, your team headshots, things that really represent and ring true for your brand. What's, what's your profile image on Instagram? What's your channel icon on YouTube? Is it the same headshot? I like the consumer is busy, right? They're doing research. Make it so obvious that it's the same headshot if I see you on Facebook, if I see you on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever I see you on Google My Business, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I know right away it's you and I don't have to think about it. I mean, have you ever like found somebody's YouTube channel and you're like, I can't tell if this is the same as that Instagram account because there's different photos and you just can't tell? We don't want that. We want the consumer to have an instantly recognizable moment. We're like, oh, it's that. Oh, wow, I've seen them on Instagram, whatever. I want to try to, I want to tap in 
to that multi-channel marketing effect. So uh, photos, also like just solds. What a lot of savvy coaching members in our ecosystem are doing right now is the same post they're putting on Instagram or whatever or on Facebook that it's got the photo of the house, the address, and it says just sold. That post should be one of your photos. One of your, not a Google post, I'll get there, one of your photos so that when somebody who's looking you up to see what you're all about, they see your headshots, your team shots, your brand shots, and then they keep saying, just sold, just sold, just sold, just sold, just sold. Maybe not like every just sold you've ever done. I mean, that could be a little bit like diluting your headshots, but just enough that when they scroll through the photos, they're like, wow, this person's really killing it. Uh, also, Google post. I don't know if you know this, but Google My Business, if you log into it and go to the back end, they have what are called Google Post. A Google Post simply means uh, I can basically take a post that I would have done on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever, and I can literally post it on my Google My Business. People can scroll through, it's typically like a horizontal scroll where it goes from left to right. They can scroll through and open them up, expand them, interact with them, uh, read my posts, like blogs, things like that. Google, uh, Google posts is what they're called. Uh, questions and answers. There's, I don't know if you've ever looked this closely, but inside of Google, my business, there's a Q and a section, but here's the fun part. Um, unless I literally open up an exact question, I, as the viewer, don't know who asked the question, which means you can literally go ask yourself questions and you can literally go answer your own questions. Now. Yeah. If somebody wants to expand that question, they may, they may be, uh, attention detailed enough to recognize that you're the one who asked the question, but chances are they're gonna look at the Q&A on the main screen, never open it up and take it at face value and it's gonna look like you're answering all these questions. It's gonna give the sense that, wow, this is really a completed profile, there's a lot of detail here. Uh, also, uh, reviews, obviously, this one goes out with saying, get as many reviews as often as you can. Uh, I like recommending that you ask your clients for a technical review. That word technical kind of programs them to be a little bit more granular. It changes the story arc from just, well, they were great, we bought a house with them or we sold a house with them and it was super duper. You know, the generic type of review that everybody gets. If you ask for a technical review, you stand a better chance of getting someone to really dig deep. Better yet, some of our best coaching clients are actually saying, hey, remember that time when we did this during the transaction? And they're literally like softball pitching the idea to the client for the testimonial. Uh, for the review, that just adds a layer of authenticity because it's a specific story, it's a specific circumstance, and it also, I don't know if you thought about this, there is an SEO implication, search engine optimization. If they start typing keywords specific to, you know, we kept losing in multiple offers or things like that, you're literally starting to index, you're starting to not rank necessarily, but you're starting to potentially show up and come on the radar of those types of keywords that may be in some of the queries folks are searching on Google. Uh, a couple more things, realistic hours of operation. Uh, it's no longer recommended that you work all day, every day. That actually seems unrealistic. And another thing, it's called, uh, they call it NAP. It stands for name, address, phone. I would also add domains, which you lose the acronym, but your name, address, phone, NAP, you wanna make sure it's consistent on every profile. So in other words, if, you're, if your office address is like suite 200 and you spell it S-T-E dot 200 on one profile, but over on Zillow, it's something different. If it's title case here, all caps here, uh, if the zip's included here, but not over here, you're actually making it more difficult for Google to figure out that that's all the same person. As Google's 
crawling through the web, right? Uh, they see you on Zillow, on Realtor.com. They see you on this website, your website, Google My Business, Facebook pages, everything. Make it so super easy for Google to say, oh, same person, same person, same person, right? Same kind of an effect that we want people to have when they see your headshots and photos. Oh, same person. Uh, so I would say like name, address, your phone number, and then I would also add your domains, websites, links, things like that. Uh, number three, I got to hustle. Max out your off-page SEO. SEO stands for search engine optimization. Off-page SEO is basically like there's on-page and then there's off-page SEO. I know we're talking pretty technical right now. On-page SEO is generally like on your domain, on your website. It's SEO that's because of the blogs and the content on your website, right? Off-page SEO is pretty much everything else that can affect your SEO. So in other words, my Facebook profiles, uh, my profiles on Fast Expert or uh, Referral Exchange or uh, HomeLite or Zillow or anything, right? So this is just a call to what do you look like on Google? When I search your name and I'm looking at all those links, all those available resources, does it? what does it look like, right? Because I wanna max out my off-page SEO and make sure that I'm ranking and the right websites are ranking. So just Google your name. In fact, open up an incognito browser. That way your cookies and cash and your logins don't matter. On Chrome, an incognito browser, search your name and see what comes up on that first results page. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right, consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please, Go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Number four, uh, I wrote down, get all matchy-matchy. Uh, get all matchy-matchy. This is just kind of uh, doubling down on what I said earlier, which is that consumers don't want to have to think, is this the same person as that person? In other words, if I see you on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or any other website that could be in the results page of Google, it's got to be so plain and obvious that it's your brand. So what I mean is fonts, colors, headshots, logos, matchy-matchy across the board because look, people are busy. Every single day of the week, people have more information vying for their attention than their brains can possibly absorb or process. And so what that means is, what that means is you've got to be able to make it dumb and easy for folks. Oh, that's your colors, that's your font, that's your face. And they may not be like on a conscious level aware that you're doing it, but subconsciously, I want to reinforce that no matter where you see me, on any website, on any type of an ad product, social media, online, offline, I just wanted to be dumb and easy that, oh, it's that brand, it's that team, it's that guy, it's her. It's the same every time because then I am tapping into the power of multi-channel marketing and my brand is literally being positioned everywhere. That's what we call top of mind awareness. And I think anybody who's been selling houses and in the business for a while knows top of mind awareness is paramount. Let's keep rolling. Uh, number five on my list, I wrote down tools, apps, and gizmos. I got a few I'll just rattle off. No endorsements here, just things we've seen our clients using with some success. Uh, try at your own, I guess, risk. No endorsements, no sponsorships, or anything like that. First one up is whitespark.ca. Uh, pretty cool company. What Whitespark can do is help you kind of comb through the recesses and just do an audit on what shows up in the search engine results pages, kind of like Yext. Um, name check. 
N-A-M-E-C-H-K. Namecheck's a cool site where you can type in your name and you can see what are all the domains, all the social profiles that show up using my name. It's a good way to search out and see if there's an available, uh, an available handle if you've got like a handle you want between Instagram or Facebook, which by the way, sidebar, going back to that matchy-matchy point, does your name match up? Is it the same or close to the same on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube? I know that's hard, especially if you have a generic name, but we're looking for a convention that is standard and predictable so that it's easy for people who are inundated with thinking all day long, every day. I want them to not have to think when it comes to your brand. Okay, next one up is, oh, I'm sorry, not next one up. One more tool. Check out the Google Search Console. It's a free tool. Go to search.google.com. Google Search Console used to be called Webmaster Tools, kind of a, an advanced tool, but there's a special little feature in it that I want to point out to you, which is you hook up your domain, meaning your website, and what it can tell you is what were the queries people searched on Google when they found your website? What did they search? Uh, like, for example, if you do mine, uh, people search Jason Pantana an awful lot, and they also search Jason Pantana Tom Ferry an awful lot. So like I know, if I wanna drive traffic to a website, those are some of the keywords. I'm Obviously, I work for Tom. I'm commonly associated there. But you can understand, hey, when people went to my website, and again, it's only when they actually went to your domain, but you can understand what were they searching and when did they actually click through to my domain. That's called the Google Search Console. All right, now, now I'm on to the next one. Uh, in fact, the last one, which is to be Google ready, you must be YouTube ready. Uh, YouTube is the second most powerful, uh, sorry, most utilized website and search engine on the planet, on the planet. And by the way, guess who owns it? Of course, Google or Alphabet, the parent company, right? Same ownership, but YouTube is, it's more, it's more utilized than Facebook. It's more utilized than Amazon. It's a massively utilized website. And what's more, it's a search engine. Yeah, YouTube is kind of like a social network, but it's also really, really fundamentally, it's a search engine. How do I do this? What am I searching for here? Like, that's what people are looking for. So if you wanna be truly, truly, truly Google ready in 2021, you gotta step up your game on YouTube. I'm gonna give you three or four quick ideas on YouTube, and then we're gonna wrap for the day. Number one is your thumbnails. The thumbnail is like the little graphic it's the clickbait that makes me wanna click on your video on YouTube. I want you to think about something. Imagine you go to uh, YouTube and you search Nashville real estate or Nashville real estate investing or something like that. And let's just pretend my video pops up with a super crummy thumbnail. Like I took literally no time at all, no time to try to put that thumbnail together. And then you skip past it because you're like, yeah, I don't really feel like clicking that. There's this better looking video right beneath it or three videos down that looks way more enticing. I'd rather click that video and watch that video. Think about that. I ranked number one with my crummy thumbnail. Somebody else ranked beneath me but had a better thumbnail and so you, the user, elected to click their video open to watch their video instead of mine. Mine that searched that ranked first. How do you think YouTube feels about that? See, I think what YouTube's gonna eventually figure out is people keep skipping this video so stop ranking it. So here's the deal, you can optimize until you're blue in the face on YouTube. But if people don't wanna click your video open to watch it, which is hugely attributed to the thumbnail, if they don't wanna watch your video, they're gonna scroll past it, they're giving a smack in the face to YouTube and saying no thanks on this video, right? So your, your thumbnail needs to 
be amazing. You can use tools like Canva. You can go to Fiverr and get someone to design it for you for cheap. I've done it before, it's easy peasy. But that thumbnail, it needs to be the hook. It's the bait that gets someone to click it. It doesn't have to be corny or cheesy or those types of things, but it needs to be what gets somebody to click it. Uh, number two is titles and keywords. This is where the real SEO actually does apply. So in your video title, you need to optimize that keyword. What's the keyword that you wanna rank against? When people search for Nashville real estate investing or whatever it is, uh, I'll give you an example on this. A lot of people try to be artistic or clever or cute in their titles, which you know, I'm, I love the creativity, really I do. I'd rather you that reserve that cute, artsy kind of stuff for the thumbnail. The thumbnail's the hook but the keyword needs to be how do people actually search? What are like, and you can test it out because, because YouTube has an autocomplete feature. What are people searching? If you get a tool like TubeBuddy, TubeBuddy can give you analytics on what terms are people searching, how many searches are there, how competitive is there, are there videos that support that search? You can do that through TubeBuddy, right? But here's the deal. The keywords are in the title. And you don't wanna kind of muddy it down by being cute. If the keyword's at the end of the title versus the beginning of the title, YouTube notices because YouTube reads from left to right. So the same is true in your description, right? Make sure in the description of the video, in the keyword and the title that the keywords are really just obvious. Make it obvious what your video's about, even in the transcription because YouTube's listening to you. Help and make it easy, like soft serve, whatever the word is, make it easy, like tee them up, that's the word. Tee, that's the that's the sports analogy. Tee it up for YouTube that they're very easily able to associate, oh, this video is about this and we can show it to this kind of a search. Make it easy. Uh, watch time, understand that what YouTube really cares about is watch time. The longer they watch your videos, the more they love you because they can show ads eventually. Now, you can't monetize a channel until you have like over a thousand subscribers, but that's not the point. From an SEO standpoint, understand that algorithmically, YouTube is really built on are people watching your videos? So use the analytics. When did they start watching? When did they stop watching? What videos are they watching? Which videos aren't they watching? And get super deep on the watch time. And then last is, is your channel quote unquote subscribable? If I actually go to your channel page, and I look at the channel art, the icon, the links, the videos, are there other videos there? Is it subscribable? Because end of day, YouTube wants to recommend videos and recommend channels where there's an abundance of videos that are likely to garner more views and greater watch time because that serves their agenda, that serves their business objective, right? So last point here was, if you wanna be Google ready, you must also be YouTube ready. All right, I hope that helps. Uh, leave a comment, subscribe if you haven't subscribed to this channel. Thanks very much for watching. Again, my name is Jason Pantana. Have an amazing day. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.